a huge thank you to Hrefs for sponsoring the full second season of Work in SEO podcast. Hrefs is an all-in-one SEO toolset with free and reliable learning materials. Junior marketer, SEO expert, you'll find Hrefs toolsets powerful yet easy to master. As a beginner, you can learn how to perform many SEO tasks thanks to Ahrefs YouTube videos, beginner's guides, and blog. By the way, do you know that Ahrefs is hiring? Do check their open positions on ahrefs.com jobs. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Work in SEO podcast. I am Isaline Mühlhauser, founder of Work in SEO job board and podcast. Today's episode is about moving for an SEO job. Our guest today is Gus Pelogia, SEO lead at Teamwork, a project management SaaS. Hi Gus, how are you doing today? Hi Isaline, doing very well, and you? Yeah, I'm great. I'm excited to uh, finally talk to you after a few exchanges on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, following like some of your work or the events that you're doing for a little while, so it's nice to uh, to meet you. Yeah, it's fun to finally talk, and I'm very interested in what you have to say. So maybe as a start, do you want to tell us what you're doing and where you are today? Hi, everyone. I'm Gus. I work... Uh, as an SEO lead at a software company called Teamwork. Right now, I live in Ireland. I've been here for five years, but I moved through a lot of countries and I'm originally from Brazil. And uh, I think we're gonna touch some of those things later. So I don't wanna just go and tell my whole story at once, but uh, right now I'm just here in the suburbs of Dublin, working from our um, home office and uh, getting ready to uh, wrap up here. As I was preparing the interview, you told me, and I read that you were a journalist before and you worked for entertainment media outlets. What made you pivot to SEO? It's always a funny story, right? I think everyone in SEO has a, has a twisted story into how they got into it. I worked as a journalist for many years. From teenager, my dream was to be a journalist. I actually wanted to be around the bands, but I wasn't a musician and maybe I didn't want to go through the whole, I need to find a band or whatever. So, but I, I wanted to be part of the scene without being a fan. So I thought, you know, I should have my own website or my own uh, fanzine. So I did a bunch of things in, in this area when I was, uh, you know, 16, 17, used to, to print my own newspaper, kind of, you know, to talk about bands and, uh, would go into local business in, in my city and uh, get a 20 quid, 30 quid to have enough money to cover the costs and, and print. So for me, it was kind of a natural thing to, I want to do this professionally. I worked as a journalist for, for a few years back in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, got a chance to write about all sorts of topics, mostly around entertainment, but I did a bit of everything. And at some point, I felt my career was going quite well. I was starting to make uh, contacts in, in big publications. So I knew I could uh, commission you know, enough work to, to build up a career. But I also wanted to live in another country for a while. Um, I had this desire to go somewhere 
uh, for a few months or for a longer period. And from Brazil, I, I discovered that it was very simple to move to Argentina. I didn't need any visa. I didn't need, uh, you know, the paperwork was very simple for me to be a legal citizen leaving there and having the right to work. And that's how my journey started turning. And I worked in a, in a Spanish school there for a while as an intern doing, you know, a bit of writing for, for their blog and uh, started kind of doing link building without knowing that uh, I was doing link building, contacting blogs to, uh, you know, promote the courses uh, the school was offering and uh, do some promotions to give free courses to students in Brazil and whatnot. And the owner of the school, I got closer with the owner and, and my boss at the time. And both, both of them helped me to get into SEO because I was doing this internship for a few months and I, you know, every opportunity that I had to tell people, hey, I'm looking for a long-term job on, you know, maybe marketing could be something that I kind of have the ability now and I'm doing a bit of this, a bit of that. And both of them helped me. So the owner of the school put me in touch with some people from an online travel agency that at the time was the biggest one in South America. He knew some directors in there and turns out they were looking for an SEO. And that's how I, I end up in this new uh, universe. It went from the level of uh, searching what is SEO before my interview and discovering that the company had been penalized before. And I kind of enter into this world, like knowing a little bit about um, the company, a little bit of what was happening in their SEO universe. And for me, SEO was kind of a connection of the two things that I had studied in my life up until that point, because journalism would help me a lot with uh, creating content, looking at trends and optimizing pages. And on the other hand, together with high school, I did IT studies. So I learned a little bit on how to develop websites as well. Very very basic level, you know, I could read HTML or code a little bit, even though some people might say HTML is not, a, it's not coding, but that's all I knew. But it was kind of, hey, the two things that I studied in one place. And so for me, it was, uh, was kind of mind blowing that uh, there was a profession that combined these two things. That's interesting. I heard that you became SEO as like from a succession of opportunities, but I wonder what happened in the first place, because you had a career and a, probably a good position as a journalist, and yet you can uh, completely switched and went away. Was it from a feeling of being uncomfortable with something or just huge curiosity? What was the motivation really to say, oh, I want to go and try live in another country? I think the desire of leaving somewhere else was there for a long time. I had visited um, Argentina before. I stayed a week studying Spanish and leaving the city, and it just felt very exciting. I think there was a combination of other things. Thinking about it now, there was a combination of other things that were happening at the same time. I was dating someone for a while that was, you know, we kind of broke up around that time. I was leaving with friends and one wanted to buy a house and move out. The other one couldn't live in that uh, area anymore. So I think my life was kind of changing a lot in terms of the my relationships and the place that I was living. 
So for me, it was, you know what? This should be a good time. And in fairness, I didn't want to stay far away for too long because the context that I started building at the time were still very fresh. So I knew that, okay, I know an editor in this uh, magazine or I know someone who is always looking for freelancers in this other one. But they also could hire someone else. It wasn't like, oh, you know, Gus is so specialized in this because, you know, I need his writing, I need his, uh, you know, his context or, or something. So I didn't want to stay far away for too long, but, you know, yada, 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 it's been 10 years. And yet you were not afraid, despite all the changes in your life, to completely go out of your comfort zone in terms of job and environment. And so you jumped from Argentina and then another country, another language to... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's always funny when you when you think back about things, right? Before I used to think that every encounter that you have, you know, might not might change your life, but they might open doors in, in places. And for me first to work in that Spanish school, I didn't know they were hiring. I just went with a group of students. I was studying at the school at the time. And every week some students were moving out and were like, studying for a while and then going back to their countries. So towards the end, it was kind of broke, but there were a few people from our group that were still there. So they decided to, it's like, oh, let's meet up for the, for the last time. And I went and had this meal, this dinner with, with someone and they said, oh, I'm, I'm working in the school. Oh, I'm going to ask if they're looking for anybody. So this opportunity just kind of, you know, showed up in front of me. Oh, that's after Argentina, you actually even moved to another country and yet another outside of your comfort zone, language and everything. Yes. So, so I got the, the job at the school and the person who was my boss at the Spanish school was a Dutch guy. And we, we became friends after the, the short period that we worked together. And he introduced me to a friend who was visiting Argentina and I helped them and They went to Brazil as well, so I gave him them some tips. And at some point, he was like, hey, this guy uh, is looking for an SEO. Do you want to move there? Do you want to work with him? I was like, oh, actually. So I wasn't really looking for, uh, for the opportunity, but you know, because of that dinner, I went to work at the school, and I got friends with this guy at the school who introduced me to someone else, and it kind of just drove me to other places. So... I think once you start uh, moving and like, I didn't have any strings attached with me in Argentina. So my plan was to stay for a while and then see what happens next. So for me, you know, worst case scenario, I'll spend a few months living in, in Amsterdam. And if it doesn't work, you know, I go back to Brazil or go back to Argentina. And, you know, I didn't have, a, you know, a family to take care of or I didn't have um, a second half or anything that would make those steps a lot more complicated right now i wouldn't make any of this uh any of these changes uh on my own anymore uh but it was you know it was relatively easy to just jump into the next adventure at the time it was easy and yet you were also very how to say adaptable i'm not sure it's the right word in english but very able to to adapt to a new environment and job and a place and So tell me more, how did it go in Amsterdam? I think a few things went really well and a few things were a bit difficult. 
But the fact that I, I moved during summertime definitely helped quite a lot because, you know, you are in a new place and, you know, every corner that you go, it's, it's something new. It was daylight until 10 p.m. every day. So, you know, it was a completely new universe. And I, I got friends, like, very close, relatively close with people from work. The person who introduced me to the company was also friends with other people that were working the company. So everybody knew that I was, oh, this is the Brazilian guy who's friends uh, with this other guy. So I, you know, people kind of knew who I was already, which made some things uh, very easy. Of course, all the troubles of you need to find a new house, you need to understand how things work in a country, how do you get paid and uh, insurance and, uh, you know, all of those things that are different in every country. So, you know, it, it's always a bit bumpy, but I think there were so many new things happening that, you know, you, you kind of don't really, you don't suffer too much. It must have been exciting, all of these new things in this new city. Preparing the interview, you said something very interesting. You said that your career path taught you to be vocal about what you want. What do you mean exactly with this? What I mean is that you really need to tell people like what, what you want with your career. So if you don't tell people and if you don't remind them time to time, you know, the direction that you're hoping to take something, they won't do it for you first. And even if they want to help you, they might not know how, but if you're reminding them how they could help you, then things can work. And I can bring it back to the, to the Spanish school that I worked in Argentina, you know, nobody would uh, just look out for me and say, oh, are you looking for a new job? Because I know someone at, at this place, you know, he has me working there. He has his own business, his family, his business to run. So helping an intern, it's probably not a big priority. But if I'm, you know, knocking his door at some point and say, hey, do you have a, do you have a minute? Yes. Oh yeah, of course. And so if you hear anything, You know, I know my time here is ending and I'm looking for a full-time job. So if you know someone, I'm looking for a job on this, this, on this. And, you know, just the fact that I went to, to speak directly with him, he reminded, uh, he, he knew about it. So he had a, an opportunity to help me. And, you know, this person that was the one that got me my first job, my first full-time job in, in SEO, same thing. With my, with my Dutch boss at the same school. We got close to each other and we started talking about SEO and marketing all the time. So in this case, I think he saw the opportunity more than me because sure, you have a friend visiting. I don't know, he runs a company and then he's looking for people. I didn't ask it at this opportunity. I wasn't really considering moving to another country, but you know, this worked really well for me, just telling people that, hey, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that and they might find an opportunity to to connect things for you same thing in my agency life already with with a few years of experience in seo i worked in an agency called wolfgang digital before i joined teamwork and at wolfgang digital every once in a while i had uh, like almost like a few fights with my boss because i started hey Why am I not, why don't I have a senior title here? Everybody refers me to a senior in this account, in this account. And then at some point it was like, you know what? This other team is looking for, for account managers. Here's your opportunity. Are you, are you interested? 
And I was like, yes, I am interested. But I could have just, you know, sit there and, and do my job. And if I had a mention, maybe he wouldn't see how eager I was and he wouldn't, you know, look for that space as well. So I think you need to be very vocal about the, the things that you want in your career to allow people to help you. Do you think that to be vocal about what you want in your career, one needs to have figure out like clearly what one wants or it's enough to have sort of average idea of the, the direction where you want to go and, and say that? Or I think the average idea should be enough. I, I think if you have something really clear, as it helps a lot more. And I've seen examples of this, like when I moved from Holland to Ireland, I really wanted to work for an agency. So that was a clear option. So in-house options, I was like, you know, this is a plan B, but even like an overall direction, I think it's quite helpful. In this case with my, with my boss at Wolfgang Digital, I wasn't really looking to become a, an account manager. I didn't know that was an option. I wanted a promotion somehow. To have that feeling that, okay, I'm progressing my career. He saw there's a window here in this direction. Are you interested? And then we, we opened that one. But I, I didn't tell him I want to be an account manager. But hey, there's an opportunity on this. Will you stop bugging me? And will it make you happy? You know, can we put all of these things together? So he found a solution or a potential solution, even though I didn't really have fully clear the direction I wanted to take. What would you say to to help someone who struggles to be vocal about what they want? I think you need to look for the opportunities to try to be vocal. And it doesn't mean that you have to bug people all the time or that you have to fight with your boss. But, you know, you can ask them, what are the things that you expect me to do if I want to get a promotion in the future? or Can you show your abilities by how you talk with your clients, you know, publishing articles, uh, joining podcasts and, you know, looking for ways that are not just give me something, but let me show you that I can do this. And, and then you can put all together and say, hey, I've been in all of these um, places talking about the company or look at the answers these clients are getting, or you can even look for numbers on the other side, look at uh, how happy my clients are or, you know, how many hours I build with new clients as well. So I think a lot of the stories that we tell to, let's say, to keep our clients happy, we should use those as well to, you know, make our bosses happy as well and get the things that we want. I really like how you seem to have matured from being very curious and open to opportunities and going out of your comfort zone at the beginning and then now you you can really say what one should do and there's a little bit of preparation to ask what one should should prove or go to podcasts or be visible and yeah i really like this sort of uh, evolution in your career and i can sense that there is still this big curiosity to do things and to move i always have that I was an account manager for, for a while, for, let's say, the last two years before I joined Teamwork. So I had a lot of time just, you know, telling people this is the plan and making sure we were following that plan. 
and now I'm back into executing a lot of things. So it's an interesting uh, world to be in, to be part of again, because, you know, I really need to be hands-on. I can't just talk about things. So if that curiosity, if that curiosity is not there, you're not going to get a lot of stuff done, right? You're going to hope that the algorithm will do your work for you and uh, hope for the best, but you're not going to be really curious to, can I do this way? Can I do that way? And, you know, discover the things that will, that you make you happy. Is this what you like about SEO? The fact that there are so many things to find out or what do you prefer in this industry? I think I find everything fascinating from the ways we have to think about the problems and, and how to fix them to the way people search and the arguments we need to find. Every few months, someone creates something new and there's like a new direction to go. And often I, I see a lot of ideas that I thought at some point or I had like a, a very rough idea about this. And so let's say like topic clusters is something that, you know, it's been a trend for at least, I don't know, the last six months or the last year. And I remember looking at things like this uh, three years ago and it's like, oh, why are we just looking after one keyword? There are a few more keywords about this that, you know, they all should be together. And it's like, oh, you know what? Too many things to do. I'm going to focus on this and just let the ball rolling. And then a while later, here's, this is a whole new concept. And, you know, someone figured out the system to turn this into a cluster and analyze this on a different way. And I just find it really amazing to uh, look at the ways SEOs have to find, uh, you know, solutions for things or how Google changes something and we have to adapt to the way we track, to the way we think about all of these things. It is. It is fascinating. And I love the words also. Fascinating. I think, I don't know, I wouldn't have used it, but now I think it's perfect, actually. <laughs> so thanks for the vocabulary tip. <laughs> And I wonder, so now you are in Ireland, right? What do you see next for yourself? What do you think is going to happen? Another opportunity coming or? I think Ireland's going to be my home now. I'm having my first kid very soon. So I think by the time this goes live, I'm going to have a baby crying my hands and I'm going to be very, very happy about it. So before, you know, I could just, you know, let's just pack up and uh, go to the next country or, you know, let's just leave in this place for a little while. Now it's probably a much more complicated uh, process. We need to find the daycare. We need to make sure that she's happy, she, you know, get the vaccines and, uh, you know, live in a, in a proper place. So those changes will, will become more complicated to do. And maybe I, you know, I think I've done enough. I've jumped into a lot of countries. I think a next move only would happen out of necessity. So if my partner uh, needs to be near her family or if I need to be near my family, you know, we would... Uh, you know, pack up and everyone collectively move to a new place. But certainly I want to just look at, oh, there's a job opportunity in this country. Let's just jump in there. Oh, but what an exciting new chapter for 2022. Or maybe the end of 2021. <laughs> That sounds great. Oh, we are. We are so excited. 
you know, pandemic did a lot of bad things for for everyone. And but if there's one thing that's improved in my life was moving out of the city. And I never thought I would enjoy leaving the suburbs. Right now, I actually don't want to go back to the city. And so, you know, I look out of my window and I see a lot of green and just see houses and it's not noisy and we have a home office. So, you know. I was wondering, like, first time you packed your bag in Brazil, did you imagine all of that? Like, did you thought, oh, I packed my bag forever? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I went with a plan that I had. So my plan was, I'm going to study Spanish. I'm going to stay there three months. I have enough money to pay the school for, for three months, which I think at the time was like $200 a week, uh, which, so it's not a cheap school. Four hours a day, three months, I can come back and I know a new language. So, you know, it's a pretty good skill to, to get in three months. But no, I had no no idea. Like I went with, uh, I did the research and I knew that I could work in Argentina. I just need to do some paperwork, but I didn't need a visa or I didn't need to have a job in advance or, you know, any of those things. So it was an easy move. So I went prepared with all the paperwork if I wanted to stay. But my plan was if I stay three months and come back, I'm happy. Maybe if I want to extend a little, it's like you could get a job in a, shop or in a restaurant, you know, something just to keep it going and keep enjoying the experience for, for a little longer. I did not know I would get a, a job in an area that I would love so much. And it would, it would use the combination of skills that I already had before. So it was, uh, it was, it was fascinating. <laughs> I really like that about your story, that it's really from jumping from one thing to another and staying very curious all the while. And what else did we learn? And that you have to be vocal and not be afraid to say what you want because people will help you. So I think also there is a part of you that really believes sort of in goodness of others who, who are kind. And, and actually, I'm really, I'm really happy with this end of the podcast because it's exactly what I hope this podcast would make to people just believe that in the SEO industry, there are just lots of kind people who wants to help, right? I think so. I think because we don't have official answers for a lot of things, like we need to believe in the, in the community. So a lot of things that I know is just because, you know, I read a lot of what other people were, were doing and how much they were willing to share. And you do it yourself and see if it works. Uh, see if it works for you as well. A lot of things are work, you know, in theory, they could work, but they might not work for you or for your niche. So I take what, what, I, what I read out there or what I learn from others and I apply to see if it works for me or not. It's a bit of a hit and miss, but that's the way it goes. So a lot of the things that I, that I know in SEO are because other people help me directly or indirectly. So I think you need to to do that or and but even on a level if they are not there to help you and you're not too close with your boss or you don't feel that you know it's someone who's uh, gonna grab you by the hand and you know drive you through your career even preparing them for the conversation that you're gonna have once you're having your i don't know quarterly review or something like that will help them to come prepared with answers for those things as well so if every quarter you're mentioning 
how can we get this promotion? How can we get this you know, project going or, or a budget for something else? They will look for answers as well because there's somehow a bit of pressure coming from your side. So, you know, and, and I think at the end, it's, it's good for everybody. You know, if they see the evolution in you and see how, how eager you are to, to achieve things and they can push you back and say, hey, I, I can give you this if you give me that then, you know, everybody moves up together. So I think it's a win-win. I love this. And do you have a last piece of advice before we finish for our audience who's starting in SEO and maybe a little bit unsure of themselves? I would look at areas that, you know, first areas in your, in your company that people are, give a lot of value to and perhaps areas that they give value but there's no ownership within the company so i've come across situations like i was really excited about local seo for six months and i would look around me in the agency and nobody was really interested about it so i was like this can be my niche because you know nobody owns it so if i start showing everybody that i know about this you you will become the reference on the topic and that's going to help you to stand out so I think that's a way to, you know, grow in your career. And also every opportunity that might come towards you, you know, try to grab it. And, you know, can you do a talk uh, within your company? Go, go and do it. it. It's very scary. And, you know, first time that I did, I remember just babbling for hours in my living room, just doing on my own and my flatmate laughing at me. Until I realized that I, was, I wasn't talking with anybody yet and I was already feeling very nervous. But I'm very glad that I did in the end because the buzz and the feeling that you feel afterwards, it's very nice. And it's like uh, riding a roller coaster. You know, the first time you, you regret the moment that you, it's like being on a roller coaster. You regret the moment that you sit in. But once you finish, you want to do it again. And I think for me, like public speaking really helped me you know, with the, the sphere and, uh, you know, going out there and, you know, showing myself and it forces you to prepare really well for what you're doing and find directions as well, because, you know, we can't just talk about something on, on a call with a client, but if you really have to structure to tell a story to 50, 100 people, then you cannot just say, oh yeah, and then you do that cured research, you know, you have to explain the step-by-step where, -step, you know, really forces you to put a process in mind, which helps solidificate your knowledge and helps people to understand, uh, you know, who you are, your potential and all that kind of stuff. Thank you so much. That's awesome. And if people want to keep the conversation with you, because unfortunately time is flying, but it was a lovely story. And where can people find you and follow you? I'm on LinkedIn, but where I really am is on Twitter. So you can find me on at uh, Pelogia, P-E-L-O-G-I-A. Thank you for pronouncing my last name uh, correctly. And some people say Pelogia, and I wasn't aware of this. I only realized this year with all the online events that, oh, people don't really know my name. But anyway, that's where I hang, hang out most. So you can find me on Twitter for sure. That's great. I'll make sure to share the link. And in the meantime, I wish you and your partner all the best. And I'm looking forward to 
hearing from you and following you. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for, for having me. I really like the podcast. I like the, the idea behind it to, you know, talk about how people live being an SEO, but not necessarily talking about SEO itself. I love the episode about the, the nomads in the US. It was very interesting to, you know, feel uh, some of that. I always wanted to do, I guess I did a little bit in, in some periods, but it wasn't really consistent. As part of my living abroad journey, I spent a month in Thailand, a month in Mexico, went back to Argentina while I was doing SEO as well. But I wish I, you know, I had done that for a longer period. And hearing someone doing that is always nice to, uh, you know, hear someone else's experience as well. Thanks so much for the compliment. And yes, it's the podcast with uh, Melissa Pop. It was the last of the season one. And if you're listening to us, you can, of course, follow Working SEO on Twitter. It's at WorkInSEO. And please, if you have any feedback or idea for a podcast subject or anything to tell me, just send me a tweet or write me a message. I'm here and I'm interested to know what you are living and what you want. So I wish you well, as usual, and I'm looking forward to being with uh, you again in uh, another podcast episode. Thank you and goodbye everyone.